And back with the Dr. Payne Show anytime, 1-855-55-DR-LOU, D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. Get that free consultation happening anytime. <laughs> and you want to go further, it's called an assessment. We can take it from there. Lots to talk about today. You want to get into it, uh, though, uh, Doc, with the uh, the week that was. That's how we always start. Yeah, right? the week that was. Yeah, so um, you, you said some important stuff there, which was the free consultation and the assessment. And so I want to kind of clarify uh, the consultation versus the assessment for the listeners. I've there was one particular incident that I'll briefly describe, yep. uh, but there was a person who called in, wanted to uh, speak to me about a, an issue that they had been having. I uh, spoke to them generally about the issue. They moved on to the point where they were kind of like, you know, I I, I want to know exactly what's wrong with me. Now I think from a a practical standpoint, we can all appreciate that I I can't diagnose anyone over the phone, right? And that's the free consultation is really just a sure. conversation. Um, you know, am I potentially the right person to uh, look after whatever issue you have? If, if, if I'm not, I'll tell you right then and there. If I think you're already doing the right thing, I'll tell you, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it seems like you're on the right path. Just continue. If things change, give me a call. So um, the consultation is really just about a five to 10 minute phone call where you tell me a little bit about what's going on with your issue. Um, I then can give you some general ideas of sure. what it potentially sounds like. But obviously, again, from from even just a, a prudent due diligence standpoint, I don't think anybody would want me or you should not want me to give you a diagnosis and a plan of management over the phone because it's not possible. I, I that It doesn't do it justice. If I'm not able to speak to you long enough and get a fully detailed history and then go into a full detailed exam where I check things like your your neurological system, reflexes, motor, sensory testing, um, range of motion of the particular area, specific orthopedic test, uh, specific palpation of muscles, joints, I can't be sure what's going on because I can't actually be there uh, to assess it. So that is the assessment component. And the assessment component does have a fee with it. It's $65. Uh, it's covered. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I want people to know is that it's it's about an hour process, an hour to an hour and a half process. That's why there's a fee to it. Otherwise, uh, you know, the, I'd be working essentially for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is I'm not there to sell you anything. This isn't a, a something where you come see me for an assessment and I have something that I want to sell you. I am simply going to give you the evidence-based advice that I feel is going to be the best advice for you. There's people that come to me and I tell them, "You, we've had callers who call back and say, you know, I saw Dr. Lou, he told me to do a couple exercises. I've been doing those exercises and I feel great. And sometimes that's the treatment. Sometimes I recommend them for therapy. Sometimes I refer them to another specialist who's more specialized in whatever injury or um problem that the person may be having. So there's no preconceived outcome on my end. This isn't something like there's something I sell. Yeah, you're not, uh, you're not trying to pay off a $30,000 MRI machine. Yeah, there's here. no like, machine. There's nothing that I'm, all I'm trying to do is assess people, give yeah. people the right quality of care when it comes to pain management. I assess it and based on evidence-based medicine, evidence-based medicine being what the best available medical literature is. So what is the best scientific evidence? My clinical experience, so the advantage that I see you know, thousands and thousands of people gives me the advantage that I have that extra bit to me, that I have all that experience. And then the third part of evidence-based medicine is what the person wants. So if I'm with somebody and I suggest, you know, maybe uh, a cortisone injection, for example, is a good idea. And they say to me, no, won't do a cortisone injection. Well, it doesn't matter how good the scientific evidence is. And it doesn't matter what my clinical experience is, because if you don't want it, I'm not forcing it on you. And I don't force anything on anybody. Even when someone calls me for the consultation, if I suggest you should have an assessment, 
I always give the alternative that if you don't want to see me for the assessment, you can go back to your family mm -hmm. doctor, you can go to a physiotherapist, a chiropractor, whatever, depending on the specific problem. So I always give people that alternative. Um, so going back to this person that had called, once I mentioned to them that we were moving on to an assessment, uh, they were a bit pissed off at me because right. uh, there was a fee for that and they didn't understand. And they had been to a different type of clinic that was trying to sell something. And they thought that this, this was the same uh, gimmicky type of selling um you know, I don't want to use the word scam, but just something where there's where there's a an motive. Yeah, a motive. Exactly. Yep. That was not, this is not my intention with what I'm doing here. My my intention with this radio show and with PainCareCanada.com is very simple. Uh, pain management is pain is one of the things that most people experience at some point or another in their life. Almost, I would say, I, I don't know the exact stat, but I think we've all felt some type of pain. I'd say everybody. So I'd say a hundred percent is a pretty <laughs> yeah. good a pretty good guess. Uh, there's a lot of mismanagement with, with the way pain is dealt with, and I'm just simply here to try to fix that mismanagement and help the people that I can help. And through the history of this show and the people that have come to see me, uh, I think the testimonies are pretty good. They speak for themselves. People tend to be uh, very happy. And so... You know, it, it's very simple. It all start. It starts with the with the phone call. Just give me a call. That's or the consultation. That's the consultation. One eight five 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 D R L O U. From that point, you leave me a message. Leave just your name, your phone number, kind of a general description of what's going on. I'm gonna call you back. We're then gonna have a conversation. Like I said, sometimes I talk to people. They tell me what they're doing, and I say, yeah. It sounds like you're doing everything right. Continue this. Maybe try adding this in. Mm -hmm. See if that helps. And then go from there. Or I may suggest, um, you know, come in and see me for an assessment. And then the assessment is is a, is a different process, which uh, we can go through a little bit more after we come back from break. It's like your mechanic. It's like you follow I got a knocking in the front end. What is it? I don't know. Let me see the car. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can give somebody a <laughs> right? few general sure, ideas. Sure, it might be this, could be that. Yeah, yeah what, what can, might potentially cause that type right. of knocking. But if that mechanic doesn't actually look at the car, th th right. th you're just guessing. You're you just it. it's, it's, it's poker at that point. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, or info at paincarecanada.com. Just getting warmed up. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U or info at paincarecanada.com. There you go. What are we doing? Where are we going? Where okay, we going? so now let's. So we've talked about the consultation. Yep. It's simple. I think if you're listening, it's simple. The consultation is give me a call. We're gonna have a five to ten minute conversation on the phone about whatever issue mm -hmm. it is that you have. I'm happy to talk to anybody. Uh, I will call you back usually within 24 to 48 sure. hours. Sometimes I call you back right away. If I'm next to my computer, I get the voicemail right away. If I'm busy see seeing patients, I'll call you a little bit later, but I always try to get a hold of people. If I don't get a hold of you and I've left a message, just simply call back. Let me know a good time. Even when you leave me the initial message or send me an email, just let me know what a good time to reach you at is. So if you prefer you know, Tuesday evenings, then just let me know. Call me on Tuesday evening and I'll put that in my schedule and that's when you're going to get called. Oftentimes what people want is an assessment or a second opinion about what's going on. Um, so for that process, people have to come in to see me. Uh, I practice, so where I see patients out of is in Etobicoke at Highway mm -hmm. 27 and Humber College Boulevard. Um, the thing about the assessment is you only have to come there one time to see me. If, if there's something else that needs to be done, the rest of it can be done remotely, whether it's different tests that need to be ordered or you have to see other people. If you need treatment, we've got a provider network all across southern Ontario. So if you need to see different people, we can arrange that. But for the first time, it's just easier 
uh, from a logistical standpoint for me to be yep. in one area and people uh, come to me. Uh, somewhere in the close future, I may actually be expanding to a few different locations uh, throughout the month just to provide a little bit more convenience. But as it stands right now, um, it's just going to be simply in, in the Etobicoke location, which is pretty conveniently located amongst all the major highways. And, uh, you know, I've had people from Perry Sound Barry come see me. So it, it's a one-time thing. You have to come down there uh, one time, see me. But let's go a little bit through what an assessment entails. Yep. Um, so you're going to come in. You're going to fill out some paperwork. That paperwork is going to include some relevant information like your name, your birthday, address, that type of stuff that everyone, you know, would would ask for, obviously. Then it's going to go into a little bit more detailed about what your specific issue is. Why are you here to see uh, me? Um, then it's going to go into some past health history stuff because that's very important. In order for me to make an accurate diagnosis or have an accurate clinical impression of what's going on, I need to know a lot about you in terms of what your past health history is like because your past health history can very much uh, determine or be very relevant to what's currently going on with you. So you're going to fill out this paperwork. That's going to take about 15 minutes right there. Uh, once that paperwork is done, sometimes I'll give people what are called outcome measures. Outcome measures are things to provide an objective measure to the, whatever pain you're having. So the example is, let's say you've got neck pain. There's something called the neck pain disability index, which is a questionnaire that you can fill out. And it can give us a number out of 100 to indicate how uh, light, how much this pain hmm. is affecting your life. So it just gives us a measure, something that we can quantify in, in terms of a number because um, pain is so subjective. So there's different outcome measures for different areas of the body. From there, you're actually going to see me. This is a question I get a lot. People often think, you know, am I seeing someone else on your team? No. For the assessment, you are seeing me. Then you're going to come in. You're going to see me in my office. We're going to spend about, I would say, on average, 20 to 30 minutes just talking. Um, and we're going to go through a detailed history of the current complaint that's going on. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. My job when I take a history is essentially almost to become a detective, uh, to try to figure out what's going on go backwards, try to figure things out, what could potentially be causing this, where could it be coming from, different questions um, and the different answers that you provide can help me determine what I'm trying to think. So the example that I always give is if someone's got pain and then all of a sudden I say, well, what does the pain feel like? And they start saying it's a numbness, it's a tingling. Well, now I start thinking neurological. Um, and that's just an example. There's many things that can happen through the the answers. Then again, we'll, we'll continue in that history. We'll go through, again, your past health history. Just make sure we understand everything that's going on, even in terms of your family medical history. Um, and so we go through this whole history, and then we'll usually f finish off the, the history with what's called a systems review, which is where I just essentially go through every system in the body just to rule out any red flags to make sure that um, this is nothing that's a medical emergency. Then we move on to a physical exam. So the physical cool. exam is where I, now after my history, I have an idea of what's going on, and now I need to rule in or rule out things. The physical exam often includes things like observation of the area, uh, palpation, so pushing on the muscles, the joints, whatever it may be, range of motion, so how does that area move, specific orthopedic testing that stress different structures, a neurological exam, which I always include just to make sure that there's nothing neurological going on. And then if after all of that, I think you need more testing, say an x-ray or something like that, we're going to send you for an x-ray. Once we're done all of that physical exam perspective and the examination half of it, the next part is the diagnosis. So I'm going to give you now when I, I know that I'm human. So when I give people a diagnosis, I don't say here's what it is and there's nothing else it could right. potentially be. This is it. Yeah, yeah. I always tell people here's what's most likely. And when I say most likely, I'm 95 to 99 percent sure. But here are some of the other things that could potentially present the same way. 
The next thing after you're given a diagnosis is what's the plan of management and your prognosis. So what do you do to get better from this? And how likely are you to get better if you do these things? Now, this is where the discussion happens. Like I started in in the first part of the show today. Sometimes the plan of management may not be something that the person wants to do. And therefore, you have to modify that treatment intervention. And in modifying it, that may also change the prognosis because maybe the thing that they want to do is not as strong as the thing that I'm suggesting. But again, this is a conversation where we work together in an evidence-based manner, where this is based on what the best scientific literature is, my clinical experience, and you what the patient wants. And out of that, we, we come up with a plan on how to get you better. That's 65 bucks. That's 65 bucks. It's right? nothing. No, and it's between an hour to an hour and a half. Right. Yeah. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U, or info at paincarecanada.com. Lots more coming up. Take a short break. It is the Dr. Pain Show. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. one 855 Dr. Lou, D-R-L-O-U is the number. It is info at paincarecanada.com through email. Get that free uh, consultation happening and uh, move on from there. So like you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the whole process with the assessment in the last segment. So what kind of things should someone like me, you know, Anybody else be coming to see you for it? Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is Pain Care Canada. So, obviously, pain is what we're mm-hmm. dealing with. Now, pain can arise from a lot of different things. We are mainly in the realm of pain from musculoskeletal structure. So, pain coming from a muscle, a joint, a bone, something like that. I do have sometimes people calling me with uh, pain from their stomach or, you know, uh, other organs, the genitals, things like that. I am not an expert in those things. Now, You can have sometimes, let's say here's the example that you have what you believe to be stomach pain. Sometimes what happens is you go, you end up going to see a GI specialist. They've ruled out that this is anything to do with your stomach and maybe it's the muscle surrounding your stomach. We can then assess. But I would recommend that anybody that has any type of pain like that, you need to get the more serious things ruled out first. So another very good example is let's say you've got chest pain. Well, if you've got chest pain, what's the most important thing we should be worried about? Check your ticker. You check your ticker, right? That's right. It should, if it's not your heart and it's not your lungs and you've had those things ruled out, then yeah, it may very well be musculoskeletal coming from either the muscles, the joints, the ribs in those areas, and that we can help with. But first and foremost, we got to make sure that it's not the more vital things. Um, and so that that is very, very important that now, again, you can still call me and, and this is when someone calls me and says, hey, I've got Here's another thing. If, if it's an emergency, don't call me. You should be calling 911. Let's just yeah, preface no, true, that because, right? because some people will just think that they can call. But let's say that you know it's not an emergency and you've been having some weird chest pain for the last two, three months and you call me. What I'll often ask you, has have you seen a cardiologist? And if your answer is no, I'll say, well, that's where you should be going first. So you should be going back to your family doctor, see your cardiologist. If, you, if your heart is okay, there's nothing wrong with your heart, your lungs, everything from a vital organ standpoint is fine. Then come see me, we can figure it out. So, but in terms of everything else from a pain management standpoint, whether you've got pain in the extremity. So if you've got, you know, hand pain, wrist pain, elbow pain, shoulder pain, ankle, foot, knee, you name the joint, we can, I can definitely, definitely assess you for that. Um, Then we can go into the more, uh, the bigger structure. So if you've got hip issues, low back issues, Mm -hmm. uh, upper back issues, neck issues, headaches, migraines, all these other pain syndromes that are likely related to the muscles, the joints, the nerves, all of these other structures, that is where my team and me are best suited to help you out. Um, and so it's very simple. If you're dealing with any of those things, you have you have an injury that you've sustained, uh, you have weird pain that's been going on, you've seen somebody you don't know 
Uh, if you're getting better, you want to try different things. That's where I can provide an assessment to help figure it out. So, you know, again, we can start at the head. So headaches are a big thing that I see for sure. Um, headaches and neck pain often go hand in hand. And so those yeah. often will present together. I even have people that come in uh, with TMJ, jaw pain. Uh, because a lot of it is just simply mechanical due to posture related things and stress on different joints. Um, we can then go, you know, move down into the upper back, the trap area, uh, very common with people who are working at a desk. Um, and as you're working at a desk, your shoulders, your, the carpal tunnels, the weird numbness and tingling in the hands, those are all things uh, that I'm very well equipped and my team is very well equipped to help you with to assess and potentially treat. Obviously, any spine related issue is absolutely um, something that we see a ton of low back and neck pain is huge in what we do. Uh, hip issues are, are very, very big. Uh, knees will we'll save. We'll talk a little bit about yeah. knees after because we also have a specialized program with our knee clinic initiative where we can get you in to see a specialist. But absolutely, if you've got knee issues, you can call call me. But um, any of the joints and, um, you know, we're going to, again, go through a very detailed history physical exam on exactly what's potentially going on. And you know, here's another thing. Oftentimes people that will have issue in one joint have issue in another joint because that's just kind of the way it happens. Once one area starts to break down, other areas follow. This isn't like, you know, you're not coming in. You don't have to come in if your ankle and your knee hurt. You can tell me about both things. I guess for whatever reason in healthcare, there's this, uh, um, you know, I don't even know what to call it, but people come in and say like, do I only have to talk to you about one thing? And it's like, no, it all relates. I, yeah. I can't. In fact, I want to know about the extent of everything because then it starts to build a better clinical picture for me because you, I can't look at your shoulder in isolation from your neck and your elbow. It's all related. So if you've got a shoulder issue and you think I don't want to tell them about my elbow issue because that's a whole different issue, it's not. It's Knee off. bones connected to the thigh bone, yeah, that, that whole the, thing. Yeah, right? it's, exactly, yeah. it's exactly true. So yeah. that, that it's as simple as that. Just come in if you're dealing with any type of injury and whether this is an acute injury, which means something that's happened suddenly, if it's subacute, which means it didn't happen that long ago, but it wasn't very recent, or if you've got a chronic issue, which is a big deal. Um, and, you know, we've talked a lot about on the show that the earlier you can see me for the, for the issues, the better. As they get chronic, they get harder to treat. And it's very simple for me to put it to people. If it's taking years for you to build up this injury, it may equally take years for you to start to break it down. And pain management is such that oftentimes there's not necessarily a cure for chronic pain. There's but management. Ha- but how do we manage it yeah. the best way exactly? one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U is the number. Info at paincarecanada.com through email. It's simple. Contact Dr. Lou when you can. We'll take a short break. Lots more on the way. We'll get into knees and that discussion here on the Dr. Pain Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com. We're working our way down the skeletal system here. We're now at the knee, <laughs> which is now. nice. The knee is is a little bit specialized for us because of the new initiative that we have going on with our knee clinic. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that. So if you are experiencing knee pain, you should absolutely give me a call. We 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 have a lot of things that we can do for you. But let's start with um, if you've experienced the sudden injury. So what we have right now is we've talked about this and we've had Dr. Gordon and Dr. Uh, Bergav on, or, who are two knee specialists, uh, orthopedic surgeons. When people aren't seen soon enough 
for something that likely needs surgery, it ends up very much diminishing their outcome yep. and their prognosis. And oftentimes there's a lot of mismanagement in the beginning because usually when things are surgical for the knee, they should be done sooner rather than later uh, because if they're not, then it, it creates a lot of complications going forward. Now, we always want to avoid, even Dr. Bergava and Dr. Gordon want to avoid giving someone surgery if they don't need it. But the reality about about the system that we have and about being human is sometimes we do things that unfortunately require surgery. And if you do do something that requires surgery, you're best to get in as soon as possible and not be delayed. Um, oftentimes people who don't understand the knee very well, so you know, I don't want to, I think family doctors are great and I don't want to pick on them, but they're gatekeepers. And so, um, you know, and there's some family doctors that I know that are incredible at, at assessing the musculoskeletal system, but this isn't just family doctors. It could be a walk-in doctor. It could mm -hmm. be someone at an emergency room. It could be a chiropractor. It could be a physiotherapist. If things are mismanaged wrong in the beginning where you're just told, oh, this is a simple sprain strain. Here, take some medicine or do some therapy. When really you should be seeing a specialist right away, all you've potentially done is, uh, diminish your prognosis, which is and how- And possibly exacerbate the injury And too, possibly right? exacerbate the injury. There are some very, very important things that happen in the knee oh. that if they happen, often indicate that the knee should be operated on sooner rather than later. So what we've done is we've created um, kind of an algorithm uh, that is just simply done with me over the phone. So if you give me a call and I'm going to go through a, a set of questions with you, if you've got a sudden, this is, this is, this knee clinic is much more tailored towards sudden knee injury. So, you know, the example being you're, you're playing a sport on the weekend, you twist your knee, you feel something funny, give us a call or you're shoveling the snow or you're raking the garden, whatever Some it may pops. be. It doesn't matter if you, if something happens suddenly with your knee, it, you know, the worst case scenario is you're going to call me and I'm going to tell you, no, you don't need to go to see one of the surgeons, which is great. But why not just take advantage of it and call me and see if this is potentially something you qualify for? Because through this algorithm of questions, we can almost screen who's a very likely candidate for surgery and, and who is not wow. a candidate for surgery. Um and if you are a likely candidate for surgery, then we're not going to waste any time. There's not going to be any need to go see a family doctor. There's no need to come see me. We are immediately going to refer you to one of the orthopedic surgeons, um, and they are going to see you. And and when we've had Dr. Bergav and Dr. Gordon on, they've often talked about that there's a lot of useless imaging that's done for the knee that doesn't provide them really good value. These guys, when you're an expert in one area of the body, you know everything about it. Dr. Gordon and Dr. Bergava can do a physical exam on a knee and pretty much know what what is wrong with the knee based on that physical exam and if it requires surgery. Um, so through the screening, and, and let's just go through some very serious symptoms. So if you have a sudden injury and you hear a really loud noise, okay, <sighs> some type of a pop, it could be a ligament that's snapping, it could be a bone that breaks, uh, that's no good. Um, if you've got immediate severe swelling uh, or even swelling a few hours later, that's not good either. If your knee is locked up where it's locked in a certain position where you can't uh, bend it properly, that's another problem. If you've got a painful click or some type of weird noise that happens that's associated with pain, that's also not good. Those are things um, that, again, you should be getting those looked at right away. Now, my recommendation is this. If something like that happens suddenly and it's that bad, your leg swells, you start to lose numbness and tingling, don't, again, don't be calling me. This is 911. Uh, there are some things that are emergencies. If you break a bone or something very serious, you should be going to the hospital first and foremost. Uh, but sometimes things don't happen 
that severe where it might just be like I was doing something I felt this weird pop you know and then a few days later my knee started to swell up it feels like it's locking up that may not necessarily be a medical emergency but definitely there's a sense of urgency um, and those are the things that you should be uh, calling us for because again if we can screen you um, to determine if you are a candidate, we're going to get you in. And again, I know people don't like the idea of surgery, but I just, again, need to stress, even for me as a practitioner, I don't ever recommend it as the first line of defense. Um, and I, and all of the people I work with, including the surgeons, it's never the first line of defense. You should always try the most conservative approaches and then move towards the most invasive yeah. approaches. But the reality is sometimes you don't have an option, Right. Sometimes you don't have that option. Sometimes you do things that require the most invasive option. And if that's what's required, then I think what's important is, is your overall outcome. And you being a, if you need surgery and, and you're just being delayed because you're being mismanaged somewhere else, all that's doing is, again, it, uh, you know, decreasing the likelihood of how much better you get, how soon you get better, how, uh, you know, how likely you are to get back to work. And so... Um, I think it's important. If, the basic point I'm trying to make here is if you've got knee pain, doesn't matter whether it's acute or chronic, mm -hmm. give us a call. Um, and there's some good, interesting things, even for the chronic knee pain that we can deal with that we'll talk about when we come back from break. The pops, the clicks, the snaps, you, you yeah. hear those things. You're like the Jeff Foxworthy of knees. If you've got a pop in your knee, you might need surgery. We'll uh, take a short break. It's one 55 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, info at paincarecanada.com. Lots more coming up. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com. Get that free assessment happening, and uh, pardon me, free consultation. If it leads to an assessment, then uh, you're all the better for it. We're talking knees. We're talking PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. Thank That's you. That's right, platelet-rich plasma. Two so, weeks later, I remembered it. Amazing. So yeah, let's. Uh, this is really good for the chronic knee yeah. issues. So again, uh, Doctor Gordon went through a lot of the literature on. So let's talk about, you know, one of the most common causes for chronic knee pain is when you've got osteoarthritis going okay. on. So wear and tear of the knee. Um, and really what ends up happening is when wear and tear of the knee is really, really bad, that it's to the point where you need uh, essentially a knee replacement. Um, then that's really almost the only option that you yeah. have for getting better is if you've got bone on bone, uh, there's all that friction going on, then yeah, you, you often will need a knee replacement. But the pain often starts before you get right mm -hmm. to that end stage. It can start when you have mild to moderate osteoarthritis or degenerative changes in the knee, which is just simply wear and tear. It happens to all of us. And again, we've talked about that a lot of the times. Another thing that's important here is you have to make sure that the wear and tear you see on an image like an x-ray correlates with what you see clinically. Because those two things are very, very important. You can't always assume just because you have wear and tear that that's the that's reason for your pain. That's causing the pain, yeah. And, and in the knee... It's, it's a little more true that wear and tear does create pain. So a lot of people that have the mild to moderate osteoarthritis, so not necessarily the severe osteoarthritis that often requires the knee replacement, but you've got mild to moderate osteoarthritis. The question becomes they're living with pain. They've been told you need to delay getting this knee replacement because, again, a knee replacement is good for about 84% of them need to be replaced again within 15 years, right? Mm -hmm. So what that means is you want to try to minimize how many times you have to do that in your life. You don't want to be getting two, three knee replacements on the same knee in your life. So 
Um, if you're 50 years old and you've been told that you'll likely need a knee replacement and you do it at 50 years old, well, that means at 65, you're potentially going to need it again. And then again at 80, 80 you know, yeah. yeah, like if, if you know, and hopefully you live that long. But if you do, do you really want to be doing that many knee replacements? Also, the older you get, the worse the outcomes are for surgery, right? Because the complications, sure. your body Recovery, is weaker. All that stuff. So the question becomes, in the mild to moderate osteoarthritis of the knee, what can you do to, you're suffering from pain, and that, and that's a big thing, is people are just like, I've got all this pain, I need to do something, but I don't want to do the knee replacement yet because it just doesn't make sense based yeah. on my age or where I'm at, or I'd like to delay it. What can I do in that? And when we had Dr. Gordon and Dr. Bergavon, they went through a lot of the research where they looked at what can be done in those things. And one of the things that they brought up that was had really, really good outcomes was the PRP injections, which is the platelet-rich plasma injections, which is essentially the nice thing about this. This isn't some type of an endogen, endogenous substance where it's something- or pharmaceutical or yeah, anything. Yeah, and, and yeah. not that those things are bad, but no. a PRP injection is you're taking your blood, so that the doctor or the nurse is taking your blood, putting it through a centrifuge, separating the areas of the blood and extracting the area that's rich with the platelets. The platelets are what essentially cause clotting in the body, which helps from an anti-inflammatory perspective. Mm -hmm. So in osteoarthritis, the mild to moderate, a lot of the times the pain is caused due to the inflammation that's going on. So the question becomes, how can we reduce that inflammation in order to minimize the person's pain levels? The beauty about this is with the PRP injection, you're taking those platelets, you're injecting it back into the knee, and over three to 12 months, based on what the research shows, um, people start to feel better and you're able to decrease the, the reason why it's effective is because it actually decreases the inflammation within the knee and in so doing that equals less pain that the pain oh, that the person experiences and based on the research that we saw uh, we we were able to see that the that those improvements happen all the way from you have to wait at least three months to start noticing significant improvements but then the participants in a lot of the studies continue to have improvements up until 12 months wow. so imagine that you've already delayed Delayed your potential knee replacement by already a year. And based on what was presented to us, um, there was really nothing else that did that. A lot, in fact, Dr. Gordon said that a lot of the hyaluronic acid and cortisone injections, based on the research that he reviewed, is almost useless. Almost placebo. It's almost placebo, almost as good as the placebo, and it doesn't do very much. And again, going back to evidence-based medicine, clinically, when I see patients uh, with knee issues that have had hyaluronic acid injections and cortisone injections, it's very rare to see people who say, yep, that solved my issue um, versus the PRP. Now, P nothing is perfect. That doesn't mean 100% of people with mild to moderate osteoarthritis that get a PRP injection are going to get better. I think the research said something around 60 to 70%. Pretty high. But that's pretty good. That's that's yeah. a 6 to 7 or a 60 to 70% chance that if you get this injection, you've got mild to moderate osteoarthritis, you may experience improvements over the next year that may be sustained for a number of years, helps you to delay uh, you getting that eventual knee replacement that you may very well need. Now, the other big thing here is for any treatment intervention, you want to match up that the person is a good candidate for that, right? And so that becomes my job. That's why I like to see people who have gone through this chronic knee issue. We can take a look at it again, go through a physical exam, take x-rays mm -hmm. of the knee and determine just to make sure, yes, the, res the pain that you are feeling is a result of your mild to moderate osteoarthritis. And if so, yes, um, PRP injections are likely a good option for you. Plus, it's uh, pleading your own plasma, your own platelets. I mean, you can pretty much scratch rejection off the. It's your own tissue. 
Yeah, it, the, back the, into your body. The, yeah, the, and we'll the, reject it. There's very little risks. I mean, no. you are using an injection, sure. So there is a risk of uh, of infection, but it's obviously minimized. The nurses are, and the doctor are obviously going to use sterile equipment, all those things. Uh, it, it's it's no different than you going to get a needle to get your blood taken out. We often don't worry about uh, getting an infection from that. So uh, it's 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 very low risk in terms of what the potential damage is that it can do, and the research on the PRP injections for the are actually very, very good. There's not much research for other joints of the body, which is why we're mainly focusing mm -hmm. on this uh, for the knee. Um, and yeah, you know, and, and this takes us full circle. If you've got the acute issue, that's good because you can call us and we can get you in to see a specialist quickly. But equally so, if you've got a chronic issue, we may have an answer that you haven't already tried because oftentimes people have tried all the other things. They've tried the therapy, they've tried the bracing, they've tried different forms of injections, and they're just at the point where they're like, what else is there potentially to do? This may be the potential other thing that you can do. And again, uh, the people that we've been seeing have been having very good outcomes with this. We base the amount of the injection, how often the injection is done, all based on the research. And and when we've had Dr. Gordon and Dr. Bergab on, um, they use, they're, they're of the mindset that they're going to use the least that they have to to get the clinical effect, right. which they've talked about. They're not going to overdo it where they say to you, you need three, four injections. No, the research shows you need one injection of a certain amount of, of the platelet-rich plasma, that's and that's what they're going to do. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U info at paincarecanada.com or the Doctor Pain Show is on the way. Global News Radio six forty Toronto. One eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U is the number anytime and info at paincarecanada.com. You want to drop an email during the show after the show anytime. That is the way you uh, you do it. So we got a few minutes left. Did a lot. We covered a lot today. Yeah. PRP and consultations yep, and assessments sure. and all that yeah. stuff. Right. Uh, another thing before we go on, I want to kind of summarize everything that yeah. we've talked about today. But I also want to mention. Uh, sometimes people are looking for somewhere to do therapy. They've been recommended that they need physio, chiro, massage, whatever right. it may be. Um, our provider network, if you're unsure of where you need to go or you're looking for a recommendation for any type of professional um, and, and you know where you have to go and you're just not sure, like, who should I be going to? I want to go somewhere that's good. I Just simply give me a call and I, and I can help you make that recommendation. Even if I don't have a provider in that specific area, I'm happy to do research. Um, to get you to the right place. And again, there's no charge for that. I just am very much a believer in getting people into the right areas. And there's a lot of facilities out there providing great treatment. Uh, but equally so, there's some that are not doing the right things. And I want to make sure people are going to the right areas, mm -hmm. to the right places to get better. So um, physiotherapy, chiropractic, na naturopathy, again, different types of injections, pain management in any sense. If you're unsure where you should be going, um, again, through the provider network, through most of Ontario, I can help find you somewhere to go. So uh, again, give me a call on the one 55 doctor Lou number, D-R-L-O-U, or even just send me an email at info at paincarecanada. Um, but just to summarize kind of what we've gone through today. So um, it all starts with that free consultation, yeah. right? That's that's step one. Give me a call. We're, we're going to talk. I, I mean, why not take advantage of that? It's, it's a discussion with a professional about a potential issue. Um, and you may even walk away with some advice that you didn't know. So I don't think there's there's really no loss there. Another thing that I want to stress is I'm never going to force anybody on anything. That That is, it, it's like my policy. I just am simply there to answer questions, do recommend what I believe is the best recommendation. If you choose not to take it, that's totally fine with me. If you, if I suggest come see me for an assessment and you say, no, I don't want to, no problem. I'll give you other alternatives. Again, whether it's follow up with your family doctor, see another professional. 
If I do recommend the assessment and you're interested in doing that assessment, getting a second opinion from me, we've gone through what that entails, a detailed history. Well, first off, forms with with some relevant information, a detailed history, and then a detailed examination, which is usually a physical exam. And if extra tests are needed, those are ordered. We're then going to come to a diagnosis or a list of differential diagnoses where... um, Essentially, we're looking at, okay, it's most likely this, but it may also be this, this, and this. And here's, and then we're going to go into plan and management. So what can you do to get better with this? How often should you be doing whatever it is that I'm recommending? And how likely are you to get better based on that? And another big thing that I just want to stress again with, with pain, I don't want to lie to people and say that this, this is not one of those things like call me so you can be pain-free. Like we hear this stuff all the time. Like you want to be pain-free. You never want to feel pain again. Give me a call. That does not exist. This is no different. Pain is no different than being diagnosed with diabetes. If you are diagnosed with diabetes, you're not, you're, you are very likely not going to be cured, but you're going to manage your blood sugar so that it doesn't have a detrimental effect on your health. It's the same thing with pain management. If you have low back pain, you've had low back pain for a number of months. For someone to tell you that they're going to take away that low back pain forever and you will never re-experience it again in your life, I'm not saying it's impossible because there's sometimes like miracles in healthcare, but it's not likely. Uh, the research is very um, uh, strong to suggest that once you experience an injury once, you are very likely to re-experience it. And every time that you re-experience it, you're more likely to experience it sure. again at worst severity. Okay, And I think most people that have, have experienced some type of injury and had it repeated can tell you, yeah, it started as this mild little thing. Then it started getting worse. And now when it happens, it's horrible. Um, and then it can sometimes get to the point where it never goes away. We want to try to get people to the point where we can manage it, where the pain is not affecting your day-to-day life. And if it does re-aggravate, you know exactly what to do right away. Um, so that's what pain management is. Uh, and that's often what is part of the plan of management, is a realistic approach to your pain management. I'm here to give people, this is why I do what I do. We need to be realistic about this. And the reality is that it's a management approach. There's no there's no gimmick here where call us, you're going to be pain-free after X amount of sessions or whatever doesn't work that way um we're going to give you the real solutions that are likely to help you know keep your your symptoms at bay so that the big thing here is so that you have quality of life okay that's what we're really aiming for so that you can do the things you want to do doesn't mean you'll never experience pain again no but you'll be much better at 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 dealing with it uh, and understanding what to do after after we we've gone through everything um And then again, reiterating our knee clinic, if you've got an acute sudden injury, you have things like swelling, locking of your knee, clicking, a painful click, um, you know, anything like that, give us a call. We can get you in to see a surgeon very quickly through a screening algorithm. If you qualify, we're going to get you in very quickly. You're going to see that person. If that person determines that you're going to have surgery, you're going to be having surgery relatively quickly, and you're not going to be losing six months to a year on useless other tests, useless other uh, treatment interventions when that's what you should be having. And believe me, you'll be grateful when you've done that because you that is when you're most likely to get better quicker and get closer to normal uh, than if you didn't do that. And equally so, if you've got your chronic injury or your chronic knee pain, things the the osteoarthritis, the the degenerative changes, the mild to moderate, you still are not a candidate for um, something like a knee replacement. Give us a call. PRP injections um, are are very much are supported by the research, and we have a team ready to help you with that as well. Are they covered by OHIP? 
PRP injections are not covered through OHIP. The consultation with the surgeon uh, to determine if you're a good candidate is, uh, but the injection is not covered through OHIP. That's and, cool. and then it, it really depends on, um, you know, if it's one knee, both knees, and all those things. But again, that is a discussion that we are happy to have with you. And you, you, know, you mentioned a couple of times that, you know, you're, I dare say fast track to a surgeon, but you, you guys really do save a lot of time by going this route, right? You, you are going to give me a call if you need to see a surgeon. You're not seeing anyone else except that surgeon. So um, you're not, you don't even have to come in and see me. The, it's all through the screening Good. algorithm. And again, why not take advantage of that? The number one eight five 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 Doctor Lou again one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U and the email anytime info at paincarecanada.com. Till next time, Doctor Pain Show Global News Radio six forty Toronto.